In every real estate transaction, something comes up that the buyer or seller may have a question about. But in the heat of the moment, the question goes unanswered. Each episode, I talk with real estate experts and real estate vendors to provide a look at what goes on behind the scenes in the real estate world to get you answers. I blend in local Santa Cruz history, add some tips and tricks, all designed to help you be successful in your next real estate project. Tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with the Realtor Lady. Hi, I am Michelle Replogle, and you are with the Realtor Lady. Welcome. Today's episode is very special to me as I am going to be talking to my very first client, my very first home sale 15 years ago. Ed Ruda is going to be my guest today, and I sold a home to him and his lovely wife over 15 years ago, and what a trip that was selling my very first house. But we're not going to be talking about me. We're going to be talking about Ed and Terry's decision to leave Santa Cruz. What came about? How does it feel? And have him talk about the selling process. We're also going to talk about Ed's long tenure at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. He rose up the ranks and became a roller coaster mechanic. Now, any of this I may have wrong, I hope he will correct. And I look forward so much to this podcast and having him on. Welcome, Ed Bruda. Please tell us about your history with Santa Cruz. Um, I showed up in Santa Cruz um, area uh, when I was about 10 years old. Um, My mom and I traveled around quite a bit. And um, we ended up in Santa Cruz uh, through our travels. Uh, I grew up um, here, I don't know, for the longest time in around Aptos, Scotts Valley. And um, I've lived all over Santa Cruz County pretty much, except for maybe Watsonville. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. Mainly, well, you lived everywhere, so there's no yeah. main area. Right, right, right. But I, you know, I, I went to SoCal, um, uh, lived in Aptos, lived in um, Scotts Valley, um, Felton, um, yeah, just all over the place. Whatever I we could find some decent rent. Yeah, yeah at the time. Ah, decent uh, yeah. rent. Now that's yeah, yeah, a really yeah, good yeah, point yeah, to yeah. make. Yeah, decent rent. <clears throat> yeah. And um, and then you ultimately bought a house in Felton with yours truly. And mm-hmm. how was it living in Felton? Because you didn't mention that in any of those places there. Uh, Felton is is a fine place to live. Um, I I went all through high school living in Felton okay. and. Uh, and so that's kind of what drew me back to it is it's just kind of centrally located. Uh, I worked down at the boardwalk. So it was just like, uh, it's, it was an affordable centrally located uh, place that, you know, I enjoyed. It was, wasn't too shabby. It's interesting. I grew up on the West side and everybody's like really into the West side. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a thing, mm-hmm. but I'm always blown away in San Lorenzo Valley. The community seems tighter to me. Mm. It just really has a nice community feel up there. But Yeah. You're all socked into the Valley. You can, it's like an, auditorium you can hear everybody <laughs> you hear every harley going up highway nine <laughs> no, nobody does anything without anybody else <laughs> pretty much there pretty you much. go there you go so so you lived here for a long time is that is that hard to think about moving uh no um i mean when i was younger we traveled around a lot and so um now as i'm getting older i'm like oh i i 
you know, I've, I've lived here a while now. So it's like, I, I want to be able to go out and see what else is out there. I, I, there's a lot of things I haven't seen living here this long. And I haven't had the opportunity to travel around the United States that much. And uh, right now I kind of have that opportunity and I'm, I just want to, I want to check it out because uh, I know there's other properties out there that are, you know, you can get more acreage anywhere else. So California is kind of outrageous right now, uh, but uh, you can get more acreage and do more on your acreage with the money you're spending than you can in California right now. So, yeah. That's kind of where Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you're actually on what, less than 10th of an acre? You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like less than a 10th, right? But, yeah. but you're going to make enough in your sale to buy how many well, acres? Well, I know, but we have other finances and savings, but, but the, you're right. You can, from our sale, we could probably purchase a house outright, not have a mortgage and maybe some land elsewhere. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like the plan. We want to make the property kind of work for us instead of us working for the property. You know? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's a big word. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I, I, that's the dream, but, you know, who knows where we'll land. Uh, we may just land someplace that's like, oh, this is gorgeous, and and I'll go back to work again so I can make this work, you know? <laughs> who knows? But, yeah, that's the idea. Or augment. Um, but you also have family. Yeah, I do. So that's that's another part of our sojourn. We're going to um, go around the United States, visit friends and family that um, that we haven't been able to see since way before COVID. And uh, yeah, I mean, and I've got news. My, my father's dying and I've got to get down there and see him in LA. And then I've got to come back up here and then get a trailer and then go around and see, you know, my aunt and Stockton and then go to, I want to go to, I want to go to Louisiana and visit my, uh, my friend Serge. I want to go to the East coast and visit, uh, my wife's family out there. And yeah, my friends up in Washington, I want to see him. And in and along all these areas, I just want to Zillow along the way and see <laughs> what's, what's out there that is worthwhile. So, yeah. That's really interesting. I, I I did ask you on for your perspective only because I knew you weren't really going to bash California because that's not no. where I'm going to go on this no. podcast at all. And born and raised in California, love California, <laughs> but I can bash the government all day long. I, yeah, it's <laughs> oh, just yeah. yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> I love California. There's no probably no finer place in it, and preferably if I can afford it, I would like to stay somewhere in the Western states. But you know, like I say, prices. And we're hoping like as we're on the road the next year or so, maybe prices will kind of tank a little on properties and, and we can slide into something a little nicer um, for, for what we've been spending our money on. I did read today of a slowdown, um, but I, but that would probably be more about where you are than here, of right. course, only because right. of our robust uh, job market. Um, but um, tell me just a little bit about the selling process because it's, this I am after all a realtor and you're on my podcast, but we can make it brief because there's other things I want to talk sure, about. But sure. what was that like when you from the just the decision to deciding to sell and then listing it and then kind of the barrage of people and um well uh fortunately uh the sale process was pretty painless because um I mean, the decision, sure, it's just like let's let's do this now, let's make it happen. But uh right. the the process for me is just like uh, anything you need, we do. 
<laughs> and we just, you know, you know what I mean? And it wasn't that bad because it's like, it's empty the place half out, make it presentable. And, you know, it was yeah. a little bit of a rush, but it was, it, for me, it was just like, it's something that needed to be done for, for, for to receive the rewards of, of getting it on the market and selling it. So. Well, you were certainly focused about where you wanted to go and what you want to do. And that mm-hmm. made the process easier because I spend a lot of time on videos and content telling people, let's think about where you're going to go to help you kind of get your focus going. Because when people just decide they want to sell, but they don't have a focus, I can't get them to focus. No, I'm not. You, the, you the, guys the, are really dead <laughs> on. Our focus is, oh, you want to hear what we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Ugh, that we, um, we, our focus and our objective was to get a trailer and, and go traveling and, and see his friends. So that's, we researched, um, we researched an all weather toy hauler that we can put our stuff in and that's what we're going to, uh, travel around in to, um, explore. Hopefully we won't have to stay in too many campgrounds and we can, you know, boondock quite a bit, but, um, yeah, uh, it's, that was our focus is, is to look for what else could be out there and to see what we haven't seen. And I mean, I've worked here for the seaside company for like over 30 years and I've been around here for a while and I haven't seen, you know, more and more things. So I I just realized I'm, I'm, I'm really, I don't have much time left to do all that. So I want to, that was my focus. Have you been outside of the country much? Uh, I've traveled outside the country a few times for business purposes. Like I went to Germany to work on lap bars uh, for the Maurer coasters. Really? Yeah, they wouldn't let you work on their lap bars unless you took a course from them. And they didn't want to pay to bring uh, a German engineer over here to show us, so they sent us to Germany to to work on them. Um, so let's see. We're, we're outside the country. Germany. Oh, yeah, the Philippines. Cruised out to the Philippines. It was gorgeous, beautiful. I thought about hanging out on a beach, just farming chickens and fishing all day, drinking their lager. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the simple, simple life. Yeah, but the mosquitoes are just horrible. And the monkeys, like, yeah. Oh, the monkeys. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's been yet. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into it. Tell us about your um, your journey with the Seaside Company. Or as people would probably know, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Um, I started working there when I was in high school. Um, I was into drama at the time, and my mom's like, oh, there's an opening for a costume character. You should apply for that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, okay, I'll go check that out. And I uh, I got the job as uh, Brutus because uh, they had the Popeye syndication, King's Syndicate. Uh, and uh, Did they have a Popeye? Yeah, they had Popeye. They had Brutus or Bluto. I can't remember which one. And uh, And then olive oil. And so, yeah, we had, we had three costume character kids stuffed in a tiny little room and we'd make three or four appearances a day out on the boardwalk in, you know, 90 degree weather and <laughs> drank a lot of Gatorade and sat in a tiny, sweaty little room with two other guys for like a couple of seasons. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we would entertain the kids and yeah, it was, it was an experience. And then after that, I was like, oh, I think I want to be a ride operator and I operated a ride, uh, Actually, I operated two or three rides, and then I ended up just staying on the uh, the Jetstar, and um, eventually was a lead operator up there for a few seasons. And then, um, what does an operator do? 
well, they rotate positions on that particular ride and uh, like take tickets, uh, operate the board, make sure people are fastened in their seat belts and operate the back brake when the car would come in, make sure people get out safely and yeah, so on and so forth. Um, and then uh, after that, I quit for a little while, worked for Western Appliance, uh, Western Appliance and Stereo. Yeah. And yeah, Dale. Yeah. And then um, I, uh, I came back to the boardwalk because they were kind of downsizing and uh, at the time and uh, started working on the grounds crew for like $7 an hour yeah. and uh, worked for the Seaside Company for another five years. And then after that, um, I got a Class B license and started working for the city when they started their recycling program. And so uh, before... Was that when you had to stuff it in the bags? Before toters, right. And so... I, I did that for almost a year, and that was brutal. Side note, the beginning recycling program was you had to stuff all your recycling in a bag yeah. and put the bag out on the curb, which never ended up anywhere but on the street. Right. So all your newspapers went into a bag, all your bottles went into a milk crate, and uh, and cardboard was wrapped, preferably. You had to tie it. Yep, flatten it and wrap it. And I'd, I'd, I'd have, I had a truck that would work toters, but it, you just dump everything in each compartment, press a button, it would dump it in the top. And then if that one broke, I had a flatbed. I had to load everything in a flatbed curbside. So uh, after a while of getting up at like 3.30 in the morning and getting out of the yard before six, um, I was, and getting off at one, holidays, weekends, what holidays, but you work through holidays, whatever, you got paid double time. It was, it was a good gig, but it was just like, it was, oh my gosh. I was just I was just statistically thinking how long can I work this job before I either injure myself or I crash a truck because <laughs> this you're on those streets every day for six to eight hours a day every day and you're thinking statistically something's I don't know how those yeah do it yeah right it's it's a it's a pretty rough racket so um I I met somebody while I was on my route and uh, and uh, no she was along my route oh a good friend and we uh. Uh, it got along pretty well, and she wanted to go down to San Luis Obispo to go to college. Uh, and uh, I had my father was down there, and I hadn't spent much time with my father, so I was just like, uh, yeah, "I'll go down there too. I'll go to college. I'll, I'll get to know my father a little oh, better." And, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. So I went down there, did that for about a year and a half or so. Worked for a blood bank down there for a while, a Tri County's blood bank, and uh, with my Class B license, I was able to drive their blood bus. And uh, so um, learned phlebotomy and all that good stuff. And then uh, uh, that kind of fizzled out. And I came back here and worked. Would you say it dried up? It dried up. So no, no, the job didn't dry up. It was still there at a very low rate. I think I got paid like a buck more an hour to draw blood and drive a bus. Oh. It was like, like, no, it wasn't. But it paid the rent. And even though it paid the rent, it didn't pay the bills. So I was slowly going deeper and deeper in debt living down there and the jobs, it's not easy to find a job down there that is lucrative. They're pretty tight. So anyway, I'm trying to make a long story short, but this, this drags out. I, my friend said, Hey, why don't you just bail out, come back up to Scott's Valley. He had a place for me to stay. And so I went back up there. Um, I worked a couple different jobs, uh, before I ended up, um, back at the boardwalk. I worked, uh, I worked for the Owens Rockery, I worked uh, for Comcast Cable, installing cable for uh, a contractor company over the hills. That means I was commuting every day. Um, and then uh, after that, I started working for Mission Linen for uh, a while. 
uh, delivering uh, linens to all the larger restaurants with my Class B license I still had. And then uh, are they still <clears throat> Mission Linen, I, to my knowledge, they are. They're not at the end of Mission Drive anymore. Mm, gosh, maybe they're only in uh, Salinas now. I think they might only be in Salinas. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then I worked for them, and uh, that's um, my good friend Carl down at the boardwalk. He's he. Uh, he saw how miserable I was <laughs> in, in, in my working experience. And he said, you know, if you want to drive class B for the seaside company, we could still use you. And I said, great. So uh, I took a cut in pay and, and started working for him. And I worked one season for grounds again. And then um, I got in like a little mechanic trainee program and uh, started working on uh, the giant dipper uh, under Brian Walters for uh, about 20 years now. So no. how did that change? Because I I um, was on the roller coaster in second grade. Mm -hmm. It was basically a leather strap that did not hold children in. Really? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Really? Yeah, it was a leather strap that came across. It had a had a you know a pin a, a hole, and you would put that around the. Oh yeah, hook it. And you would put it on the hook, mm -hmm. and then I proceeded to just slip right underneath, and I was in the wow in the little thing. The, yeah, there there used to be there used to be uh, uh, rail cars on there that just had bars around. They were open. Yeah. Yeah, and you just much. sit in them. And uh, yeah, that confounds that confounds me. No, that was like back in the geez, sixties, fifties, forties, something like that. But talk uh, a little bit about the changes in those twenty years. What did you see? A uh, kind of uh, you know, I mean, it's such an old roller coaster, and it. But well, the cars the. The cars on that train have been the same uh, mechanically since I've worked on them. Okay. Um, the only thing we've changed out recently, and we're in process now, is just putting new pans. What in are them. pans? Uh, it's the chassis okay. of the cars. So we've already swapped out, like let's say the orange train or the the blue train. The orange train's next. So yeah, it's but that's refitting everything. We, we got new lap bars and everything, but we have to refit the old bodies onto those chassis. So I have to create spacers and redrill everything. And it's just, uh, it's, it's very time consuming, but we were swapping out the chassis because, you know, over time, uh, with enough vibration and weight, everything cracks and fatigues and you weld on it enough. It just keeps on cracking. How so, do you, how often do you walk it? Uh, we used, that's something that's changed. We used to walk that track like every other hour during two train operations. I think when I met you, you walked it quite a bit. Walked it every other hour. Yeah. And, uh, and now uh, Dosh is like, no, nope, you can't walk the track at all during operation because they don't want anybody out there. And so basically, uh, we just uh, walk the track in the morning. And uh, if we have to stop the ride because something's on the track, we'll walk the track then, check it out. But uh, uh, for the most part, yeah, it's just once in the morning now. What a, what a view, huh? Oh my yeah, I've, I've got tons of pictures, <laughs> sunrise pictures. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It was awesome. Yeah. I have to tell a quick story. So Ed was my very first sale, him and his lovely wife, Terry, and I was selling them a two-story house, but a very tall house. And I was looking around for Ed and could not find him. Ed was on the roof. Now, this was my first sale, and I could just hear my broker in the background just you know, yelling at me going, oh my gosh. And I was terrified he was going to fall off and I was going to lose, lose my first client. But you know, if you, if your first client is someone who walks to the tip of the roller coaster every day, you're probably okay. You might be okay on a roof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That was really funny. Um, but anything, I mean, you you built those four rides, right? You put those rides in there at the front. Um, I think you were, the last time I talked to you, we, years we, ago, you were putting up we, that. We tore down, we tore down uh, Hurricane and put in Undertow. And then uh, we also put in uh, Shockwave, helped install Shockwave up there. Um, and we've constantly been tearing down and reinstalling Dipper over the past 20 years. So, yeah. Yeah. It must be pretty impressive. Have you met anybody famous that just had to go on this roller coaster? Um, <clears throat> there have been famous people that have had to go on that roller coaster, uh, but I, I don't think I was there. You weren't there? No. No. I mean, they've, they've you know, they've got uh, Vincent Price. They've got a picture of him riding it. And, and uh, maybe that dates me, but. <laughs> and then you know the various sports stars you know basketball stars or whatever i don't i, don't, I can't keep track of them all it, it's funny i totally love it <clears throat> i would go on at any time but all the other roller coasters in every other park scare me and i won't go on them it's the only one i'll go on why because it's local <laughs> i guess it's because i've been going on it so long i don't uh, really know you know what to expect i think right I, yeah, yeah okay. it was, although it always kind of blows me away uh, i'm sorry i'm gonna be out well, if you if you if you go on uh, like the undertow, it's you you do spin, but it's it's that first drop that gets you, and then the rest of it is just like smooth sailing all the way around. The uh -huh. right. And which one is that? Is that the one that used to be the jet star? Which one used to be the hurricane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I did ride the wild mouse once. Oof! Never rode it. You didn't ride? Oh. No, it, it was gone before I even came to Santa Cruz. That was. Painful. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I saw that. Ride. It looked because it. I think, to my knowledge, it, it would ride on a single rail and then tip and then tip and kind of slam you around. So yeah, it yeah, it looked painful. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna talk about rides of that, that silly one, that um, uh, wave one. Wave? No, not wave. It's um, that's his wipeout. It's um, Maybe crazy surf. Crazy, and it just goes. Yeah. It's so dumb, but it's yeah. really fun. Have I know. Uh, no, it's right next to Sea Serpent. And I look at it and I say, "Yeah, that looks dumb." <laughs> but it's so fun, and it's the dumbest ride. I ever. know. Uh, they used to have water shooting up out of it. Oh. Uh, but they had a real hard time. Uh, how do you say regulating the cleanliness of the water oh, okay. and germs and so on and so forth? So they're just like, eh, let's get rid of the whole water effect. And have um, you ridden all the rides? No, I haven't ridden Wave Champ. <laughs> I haven't ridden, I have not ridden uh that You've ridden the log ride. You've you, you gone uh, in, you have been on the log ride? I've been on the log ride. And the, what is that boat one? I cannot do that boat. Pirate ship. Have you been on that one? Yeah. 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 Do you guys have like employee night or? No. Every once in a while, uh, like once a year, they might have a, a like an end of the season party and open up a handful of rides and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I there's rides I don't fit in anymore. <laughs> I, I rode the I rode the fireball when they first got it, and then five years later, I couldn't fit in it. No. Yeah, well, there you go. yeah. I mean, just at the chest, can't the ride won't well, here, but you know, just oh, at, okay. just at the chest. He, he's pointing to the yeah. chest, not yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I rode the cars a lot. The cars used to be down the, by the, the gas cars or the, the electric cars. ones. You ride the electric ones. I rode the electric ones. Mm -hmm. And um, we were just at Disneyland a couple of years ago, and they still have gas ones. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, they stink. They're uh, awful. Yeah. But I had read that they had actually come and looked at these ones. 
they had actually come and looked at these cars before yeah. they did that. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, kind of I mean, it's... Yeah, they went know. to electric, and then, and then after the quake, um, it was just like they just retrofitted the whole uh, lower pit area because it was, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much of a pain in the butt. Cave train. Yeah. We did a, um, <laughs> we did a, um, we did a, um, underneath the boardwalk tour with a, a whiting, which was really fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. That yeah. was really cool. Did you get to see all the, the, the crafts areas and yeah. That's really insane. See all the dipper lumber. <laughs> no, we no. didn't see that. I don't no. think. No, we keep a lot of dipper lumber up there and we have our, our work area right next to it where we work on the undertow cars and. So you work on the cars, and then is there somebody dedicated that works just on the tracks, or you guys do all of it? No, we do all of it. You do all of it? Yeah. There's like four guys now do all of it. And does anybody from the rest of the country kind of come and look and see what you guys have? Uh, We have a sister coaster uh, down in uh, Belmont Park, San Diego. Uh, Sometimes uh, one of those guys will come up and just see how we're doing stuff because they, they, you know, Every place has a rotation of employment and they, it'll come up and see, oh, they got a coaster exactly like ours. It was built like a year after ours. So they'll come up and see how we do our processes in terms of construction. Well, I I'm, I mean, I'm always really fascinated. I, the longer I live here, the more fascinated I get with Santa Cruz. I don't know why mm. I just get, I, and I travel a lot. So and that's, that's, that's kind of weird. Santa Cruz is relatively a young place compared to other places in the country. You know what I mean? It's like, it's sure that that ride's almost a hundred years old, but I mean, you go other places, like you get 200 year old stuff, you know, it's, right. yeah, it's pretty impressive, but yeah, it's, I, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to look around. Go, I want to look around and check, check it, all, it out. all out. Check it all out. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were always a tourist town. So yeah. Yeah. And that's another, and that's another thing I want to try to probably look into places that aren't as touristy. But I mean, we're all tourists in general, you know, I mean, you, if, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, yeah, if I'm leaving California and I'm looking someplace else, then I'm the tourist, you know, yeah. until I'm a resident. So it's, we're all kind of displaced at some point. And I so think, you can uh, go somewhere else or be reminded how much you're not a local. Right. Um, because yeah, I, 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 you know, and I, I never, I, yeah, I, I never, I never did that as a kid because I, like I said, my mom and my brother and I all traveled, lived in our car and, uh, we were always felt like we didn't belong, you know, wherever we went. So, you know, Hey, I'll get used to it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes I just, you know, it's a little thing. Yeah. But. But I am very fascinated by this area. And it's funny, it's just like every every time I come back from some crazy place, mm-hmm. I'm always learning a little bit more about it. It actually makes me a little bit more curious mm-hmm. about here. So you might you might find yourself wandering back on through and it may look just so different. You yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, it'll grow. Yeah. Without me here. And then I'll come back and go, oh wow. What happened? What yeah. Happened? Yeah. It's more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that just blows me away. Yeah. That, um, well, I think we are just about ready to wrap up. Okay. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking about your experience. No and problem. It sounds like selling wasn't very traumatic for you. I'm going to have to find a more traumatized No, seller, no, I, I was not traumatized at all. Um, we, we've kind of been through this process before where you you have to really gear up. and, and uh, But this time around, it's... I knew it 
was going to sell and sell quick. And so. Uh, but I, you yeah. must have been keeping an eye on things. Like yeah. you've really been looking. Because I think sometimes people, and family the, hearkens yeah. and then they're ready to sell it. But they haven't no, really been no, watching. No, no, no. I, I, and you're right. I have, I have been looking. Terry's definitely been looking at, at what the market's doing. Our friends have been telling us what the market's been doing. And uh, we bought high uh, before 2008. And um, and then the market tanked, and we're like, we felt, oh my God, we're we're kind of trapped, you know? We yeah. we yeah. And you are, you kind of, you're kind of, a, you're kind of locked into your home until your home pays for you. Yeah. And, and then uh, when I saw this turnaround coming, I'm like, well, we have to do it now. We, it's it's the time. Yeah, it's the time. Otherwise, you know, we, the the market can be volatile. We could be here for another ten years before. Waiting. It's yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it to go. And I do tell people give it ten years. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're actually yeah. the ten golden yeah. year rule, even though you were there a little bit longer. Yeah, we were we were a little upset when we first bought our place because oh man, the market tanked. With it. I was and then, so but, scared to call but, you. But but no 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 yeah. no but 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 then we kind of came into the thought. Well, you know, hey, you know, I'm close to work. This is a great location, and and um, the market's going to turn around. It's not going to be like this forever. So. There is that, but it's it's the waiting game. Do you want to wait that long? And, and that's that's where we're at now. Did we want to wait that long? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I have the luxury at least telling people when they buy now, at least I could get you out for what you mm-hmm. paid. Yeah. I know it yeah. wouldn't take that bad. And know? I could have waited and I could have worked at the Seaside Company until I absolutely retired, but then I'm done. Do I want to travel after that? Oh, Probably, you know what I mean? I don't want, yeah. I, I want to do it while I'm still physically capable of just being healthy right now hopefully <laughs> for a long a longer period of time i don't want to i don't want to be doing it in my older years when i'm 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 struggling to keep the healthcare going and all that other good stuff so i just want to explore while i i have my health because well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really glad you came on. I, yeah. I know that there's a lot of people who are, you know, like I I'm always being advised to talk to businesses in town and you know like I I don't really need to go talk to the hip and cool mm. restaurants and and and, and their perspective on Santa Cruz as much as people who work here and mm. lived here for a really long time. So yeah. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that. My pleasure. Thank you.